Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Live by Every Word, and you're listening to Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We are online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. How does a true Christian live their life? Are there specific things that they will do uh, and things that they won't do? Or is it a little more ambiguous than that? Well, the Bible gives us the answer as to how to live a Christian life and really obey God and follow him and live by God's word. And we have a few passages to look at that show us how we are to live. And so if you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out. We could look at these passages together and put this picture together and see what God expects of people who are Christians. Notice this first passage is in 1 John 2. 1 John 2 and verse 6, it says, He that says he abides in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. And of course, that's referring to Christ. So the Bible clearly shows here in 1 John that we are to walk as Christ walked. In other words, live as Christ lived. We have that example. We see how he lived. We can read about that. We can study it. And Christians are to walk that same way. First Peter makes a similar point. First Peter 2 and verse 21, it says, For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. And so we have this example of how Christ lived, and the admonition there is to follow his steps, to live as he lived. Is it possible for Christians to walk as Christ walked? Is that possible? I mean, some people say, well, it's it's impossible. He was perfect. But the admonition there is that we are to walk that way. That's the way we're to go. Can we live that same way? Well, others have done it. Now, of course, Christ was perfect. No one else has done it perfectly, but others have done it very successfully and have grown in their lives and have really developed more of God's character and set a great example also on how to live as they work to follow Christ. There are examples. Notice Genesis 5. And we'll look at verses 22 through 23. Here's an example. It says, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years, and he begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And so the Bible shows that people had longer lifespans before the flood. And here is the example of Enoch, who walked with God. He lived a life of obedience to God's laws. That's what he strove to do. Now again, not perfectly, only Christ was perfect, but still growing in that, really obeying God and improving in doing so, setting an example of how to walk as God walks, as Christ walked. 
Genesis 6 also gives the example of Noah. He found grace in God's sight, and he's listed among the faithful in Hebrews 11. And if you look at Hebrews 11, that's called the faith chapter. It highlights people that had incredible faith. There are lists people that were faithful in their life. They really walked with God during their physical lives. They really were true Christians. They really did it. And again, only Christ is perfect as far as when he was on this earth as a human being. But these other people that are mentioned in Hebrews 11, they really walked with God. They really put their full effort into doing that. And, of course, relied on the power of God's Spirit to help them. So what specifically did those people do? How did they walk with God? What was the, the way? Notice this in Leviticus 26. Here God's talking to ancient Israel, and he's telling them how to walk. He's telling them, how, here's how you walk with God. Leviticus 26, verses 3 and 4. If you... Walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. Then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. And so God goes on and he lists the great blessings that he would give to Israel if they obeyed him. If they obeyed him, walking in God's statutes and keeping his commandments. So again, as we look at this topic of how to really walk with God, we don't have to you know, guess at it because it's laid out clearly here in the Bible. We've seen that we're to follow Christ's example. We've seen that there are those that have successfully done that. And what are they required to do? What did they do? What are we required to do? Well, it says here, walk in my statutes, keep my commandments, and do them. And so God gives great blessings for that. But then there is a warning. If you continue here, go down to verse 14, there's a warning. It says, but if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments, and if you shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that you will not do all my commandments, but that you break my covenant, verse 16, I will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, the burning ague that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. And then it continues on, and there are curses that are listed for disobedience. So the Bible gives us a clear picture here of what it means to walk with God or to not walk with God. It's pretty basic. Doesn't mean that it's easy, but it's basic. Walking with God means obeying Him, obeying His laws, keeping His statutes. And not walking with God is disobeying, it's going the wrong way, the other way, rebellion. God lists blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. Here's a quote from the Herbert W. Armstrong Bible Correspondence Course, and it's free at thetrumpet.com. If you haven't signed up for that, please do so. It's an excellent course. You'll find it very educational. It says, To walk with God clearly means to keep his commandments and laws and to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. 
it is the only way to be a real Christian. That's the only way to do it. Walking with God, it clearly means to keep his commandments and his laws and to do things that are pleasing in his sight. And, of course, there's a real challenge to walking that way because the world doesn't go that way. The world in general goes a much different direction. And so a person has to buck that peer pressure. There's a real challenge to walking away that is not in lockstep with this world. Notice this in Revelation 18. Revelation 18 and verse 4, it says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues. So God's talking to his people, those that walk with him, and saying, look, if you're going to walk with me, if you're going to continue in this, you've got to come out of her, come out of this world, come out of this world's way of doing things. Well, that's not easy to do because people tend to go with the flow, as they say, the peer pressure or whatever's common. And here we're told we can't go that way because the world is not going God's way. It's going Satan's way. You can read about that in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Satan is the god of this world, the the popular things of this world, the, the common things of this world. They're not of God. And you can see the results of it everywhere. The correspondence course says a real Christian will no longer be able to conscientiously follow all the customs and practices of the society around him, where he formerly went along with the crowd, thoughtlessly participating in various social activities and business practices. He will now begin to question his lifestyle. He will begin asking, well, what is God's will? How does God say I should live? He will begin saying, with Christ, nevertheless not my will, but yours be done. And he will begin to diligently search the word of God to learn the will of God and follow it. The quote continues and says, of course, God's people must live in this world. You can see that in John 17, verses 15 through 16. We're still in this world today, obviously, but we're not to live the way the world does. The quote says, and while striving to fully obey God, not being conformed to this world's ways. Notice You can notice Romans 12, verses 1 through 2 for that reference. But it says they should strive to live peaceably with all men. So trying to get along the best that we can, of course. But it says if a Christian has to disagree because of a biblical teaching, he does so without being disagreeable or self-righteous about it. You know, there are things that this world does commonly that are against the Bible. And a true Christian will say, well, I'm not going to have any part of that. They won't make a scene over it or or make a big to-do or, you know, cause problems. But they're not going to be involved. They're not going to be because it's not the way to live. It's not God's will. And a true Christian is walking with God, is really seeking God's will and striving to live that way. Christ lived that way perfectly. The examples that we looked at a little bit there and are mentioned in Hebrews 11, they really did that. They really did God's will. And again, weren't perfect like Christ, but still, in most cases, they did God's will. And if they didn't and they made a mistake, they repented of it and they changed. 
So they set an example of doing God's will in a world that does Satan's will. Walking with God really sets an example for others to see. Again, it doesn't you know, try to jump out and offend them or something like that, but it, it sets a positive example. And we see this in Matthew 5. Christ speaking here, part of the Sermon on the Mount, and really uh, expounding upon how a true Christian should live. Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16, Christ says, You are the light of the world, talking to God's people. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. And then he says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now that's the thing that a true Christian is striving to do, not draw attention to the self, but to live in a way that glorifies God, that brings glory to God's name. And Christ says, let your light shine in that way. Be a good example. Set a good example. Get along with people the best you can. But at the same time, make sure that you're coming out of this world and obeying God's laws, and then we can be blessed. We can have those wonderful blessings that God is offering to those that walk with him. And so the world is full of examples of people who live just like the world, of course. But people need to see the examples of those who are walking with God. That's a really rare thing. And people need to see that. They need to see somebody that will walk with God and that does that. It, it does stand out. And it stands out in a very positive way. Although at times it's, you know, people may not not uh, agree because there's a, uh, a real uh, enmity against God's law, as it says in Romans. There's an enmity. I mean, there's this, this hostile attitude towards God's law, towards keeping it. But at the same time, people do like the fruit of God's law being kept. You know, if, if a true Christian is working for somebody and they, they may not agree with all of all that they're doing in terms of the Sabbath keeping and such, but they certainly like it when they come to work on time. They certainly like it when they give a full effort on the job. They like their honesty. They like the fruits of a person who's walking with God. Now, Christ didn't just talk about the law of God. He lived it perfectly. He lived it perfectly. He set an example. And it was far beyond just speaking the words, although that was a major part of what he did as well as he instructed. But then he did it. He lived the example. Notice this from the correspondence course. It says, A Christian has been conquered by God. His carnal antagonistic attitude toward God is broken. It's, it's changed. It says he has come to realize he has sinned against God, having broken his holy righteous law. And you can read about that law in 1 John 3 and verse 4. Therefore he cried out to God and asked his forgiveness for those sins through the sacrifice of Christ and for a lifting of the death penalty, which every sin incurs. And that's something that people often don't think much about, but that's in Romans 6 and verse 23. The wages of sin is death. And if we don't repent, 
and change and are forgiven, then the result is death. But a true Christian has repented and is in an attitude of repentance to where if there's a sin in the future, they repent and they move forward. Finally, the quote says, Then he, this true Christian, a person really walking with God, he obeyed the command to be baptized, indicating to God his deep sincerity. As a result of his repentance, baptism, and the laying on of hands, he was given the spirit of the Father, becoming a spirit-begotten child of God. It was then that he became a real Christian. See, we have to have the spirit of God flowing in us, We have to be using it if we are to be a true Christian. Notice this in Romans 8. Romans 8, verses 9 through 10. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. See, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He's not really a Christian. Christian has to have God's Spirit and then use it to follow God, to walk with God, to obey God. With God's Spirit empowering them, God's people walk in newness of life. They don't walk in the ways of this world anymore. And it takes the power of God's Spirit to conquer Satan's world and its sinful ways. It takes God's power to do that. And of course, we read about that in Revelation 18 and verse 4. We have to come out of her, come out of this world, not be partakers of her sins. People that are partakers of the sins of this world, they receive the plagues. They receive the plagues. Remember, we read about that earlier. In Leviticus 26, you know, it's the same today. If we walk with God, if we walk in obedience to God's laws and statutes, then we'll be blessed. If we rebel, we'll be cursed. And that same point is made in Revelation 18 and verse 4. The correspondence course says, A Christian has sincerely repented of his sins and is striving with the help of God's Holy Spirit to live by his Savior's teachings. He is seeking to do God's will in every aspect of his life as it is revealed in the Bible, and he is becoming a recipient of the happiness and blessings that come from being obedient to God. And so it's a good question for all of us to ask ourselves, well, are, are we having blessings? Are we happy and joyful? Everyone has their up days and down days, but in general... Is there happiness? Are there blessings? We should have those because we should be obeying God. We should be walking with God, using the power of God's Spirit to do that. Growing and developing the character of God, really walking with God like people did that are discussed in Hebrews 11. And of course, Christ setting the perfect example when he was on this earth. A Christian has sincerely repented of his sins and is striving with the help of God's Spirit to live by his Savior's teachings. That is how we walk with God. If you'd like more information about this, you can sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's free, and it's at thetrumpet.com. Or you can get any of the other literature at thetrumpet.com. We have a lot that applies 
to this topic in many ways. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live By Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live By Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.